Hi, welcome to another episode of Just Saying With. And today, you know, the question is, what do shows like The Game of Thrones, The Mandalorian, and Westworld have in common? Well, other than just awards, it's how they've used technology to get their production done. And today, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. And we are going to be talking to Arvin, a tech evangelist from Epic Games. And we're going to talk about how technology is going to change the way, or basically has changed the way we make movies now. Hi, Arvin. Hi. Hi, Zid. Nice to uh, nice to talk to you, and I'm looking forward to uh, this podcast. Thank you, and you know, very nice meeting you. Um, and so, Arvin, you're part of uh, you in uh, sorry, you're part of Epic Games, or you are a tech evangelist at Epic Games. What is a tech evangelist at Epic Games? That's a really good question. Uh, in fact, when I, one of my first jobs uh, was always a full stack programmer, uh, but then later on I became an evangelist and, and I had the same question, like what exactly is an evangelist? Uh, but an evangelist is someone who, uh, I mean, I, I'll talk about my own personal experience, right? I have been making games for like about 12 years now. Uh, and I started off as a game developer at uh, at U in, in Los Angeles, uh, where I was working at uh, Nickelodeon Games for a few years. Uh, and then I moved back to India, where I worked at Disney uh, as, a, uh, as a full stack programmer and the lead uh, game architect. Uh, and that's when, you know, having acquired a lot of knowledge about game development, you know, be it client, server, uh, and a tool design or database, all of those things. I, I want to like also give back to the community and teach folks on how to use uh, games, uh, and that's kind of what the evangelist does. So, and as an evangelist, I I help folks uh, provide direction on how to make games and inspire people to use Unreal Engine uh, in order to uh, and show off all the cool features in it, so that they can also uh, make uh, cool games and cool experiences out of it. And that's what uh, evangelist does. <laughs> You know, perfect. You know, I, I think you've got, uh, basically, I know it was one of my dream jobs, but then I realized that I don't actually have any skills. So I couldn't quite, uh, it wasn't the right path. But, um, you know, making games, that's amazing. And when you talk about Unreal Engine, it's something that we've seen for the longest time. But I remember when we first started to see it, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the first time I remember was Quick. Um, mm -hmm when Quake first came out, Quake 3 and things like that, and you started seeing Unreal, Unreal, Unreal. And now you talk about, now when you hear things like the Unreal Engine, it's almost everywhere. And you do see things like that where I wouldn't quite expect to see it, like, say, in the movies. So where do you think, and I, mean, I think it's extremely interesting on how technology such as this has kind of influenced, or maybe not influenced, but made its way into movie making um where yeah, do you this, see this is going yeah yeah this is a it's a very interesting question primarily because see, in in filmmaking directors you know for a very long time be it you know james cameron for the avatar or you know um, or or even for the lord of the rings or steven spielberg everyone has been trying to visualize their vfx or their cgi which is computer graphics in real time and there's been like preliminary work that that, that was done earlier uh, to visualize what, you know, kind of shoot the VFX as if it is on the set, 
Now, the typical pipeline traditionally has always been they will the actors will kind of punch in the emptiness, for example, and then they will then later on add a monster, for example, uh, in the in the shot. And it's not intuitive for the director to direct that person. It's not intuitive for the actor, uh, and it uh, it's not it's it it gets difficult to to kind of shoot that way. And that's when game engines come in. Uh, and Unreal Engine has been used extensively for about over 250 movies worldwide right now uh, in, in the making, primarily because it, it is able to give you real-time feedback on the visual effects. At the same time, it's also able to uh, overlay the CG characters on top of live action, which is a, which is a big thing. Uh, so that you know, when directors are looking and directing a, per, a particular actor, they're able to see in real time all the CG characters interacting with the live actors also. So they're able to provide direction. Uh, actors are also able to get into, let's say, virtual reality, for example, to look around the set that they are supposedly in. Uh, and we also have LED volumes, uh, which is called in-camera VFX these days, where you literally have a huge sets of uh, LED screens stacked up together and you have the environment built into it. So it adds a lot more credibility for the actor to perform. It also adds a lot of uh, power to the director to, perf to kind of provide the kind of direction that is required to get the, to, to get the shot. And, and, that's, and that's where it's, it's coming in. And thanks to the thanks to the advent of both the hardware and the software, you're able to get some very, very high quality visuals. It's not like Quake anymore, where you have these blocky or you know, polygony looking characters. You have realistic looking characters as close as what you would get in an offline rendering engine, for example. Yeah, and you know, it's definitely not surprising to me because uh, like I said, things have evolved so much, especially in the game industry where now, and you know, there are many times where I look at the FMVs or the cinematic sequences in a game and I go, why can't you make movies like that? And especially when you've got the live action adaptations or something from, you know, game and then you bring it to the big screen and I, why is this worse than the game itself? How did they get the game? There are certain movies which, you know, I'm not going to mention, but the games were amazing, the movies sucked, right? Mm -hmm. They were just so bad. And yeah, you know, um, how does that then affect? Now, if you talk about that as well, production timelines. Uh, it, it affects it a lot uh, because, uh, see, like, like you mentioned, the, there were movies which looked worse than the games, right? But what Unreal Engine has really done is democratize this part for you. Uh, so if you're able to make a good looking game, you're able to then reuse the same assets in order to also make a good looking movie. So for example, we have recently released Unreal Engine 5, which has a lot of features like Nanite and Lumen, uh, which allows you to create these billions and billions of polygons, which is what all CG characters are made of. Uh, and you're able to then get high quality lighting, high quality visuals. So if you're able to crack it in a game, you're then able to crack that in a movie and vice versa. So if you're going to be making a really good looking movie, uh, there is no reason for you to also create the same kind of game using the exact exact assets that you are using in the game. For example, if you, let's take Lord of the Rings, for example, you could use a golem character and have the same kind of visual fidelity to also make your uh, make your game uh, and and have them have the players experience that. So in terms of where it is going, I think this is there's little doubt that this is the future. Uh, we are seeing more and more directors. In fact, we recently released a 
sample project or releasing a sample project uh, on Unreal Engine 4.27 called Marmot. Uh, and the Russo brothers were, were the folks, uh, the folks who, uh, who directed Avengers, uh, Endgame, and Infinity War, and they were part of the project. And and you know, he, to, to kind of paraphrase what he said, he's like, earlier they were using filmmaking 1.0, and now thanks to Unreal Engine and Technology Leap, it's like they're they're now filming with Unreal or filmmaking 5.0, right? There's so much progress that has been made, so much power to the director that you are able to. Um, to, to not only reduce the time of making decisions, uh, but also just in, enhances the efficiency and the creativity of your team because everything, all the feedback, all the uh, changes that you want to be making is just happens. Uh, anecdotally, right? Like if you wanted to make a change, a lighting in a scene previously, it could take like anywhere between three days to a week or even uh, uh, more than that. But now if you want to change the light, you just change the light, you just go boop, done, right? So that, that saves a lot of time. Yeah. yeah, and talking about, and you know, time saving. So um, it's also compacted timelines. So in a sense that I think I remember it was, um, you know, you brought up Disney. I think it was one of the Thor movies. It was, um, I think it was Ragnarok, if I'm not wrong, where the production cycle, it was basically a 24 hour cycle where they worked on it in LA, and then when it was done, they knocked off. The development continued in Singapore. And because everything was hosted online or the cloud, well, I don't know exactly how it works, but that was kind of what I heard. Um, but it's also now how movies, I guess, are made uh, much quicker then. Um, so you have that. Now the next thing also is the reason why it was done in Singapore also is because time difference, you know. It was um, there, you knock off, and you're at the other end of the world, it's the start of the day. How has that then, say this Hollywood filmmaking, affected Asia? So yeah. you've got, yeah, talent's here. Yeah, talent's absolutely here. And and with uh, and there's actually a few examples out of Asia. Like, for example, there is uh, Lee Ung Bok, who is the director who uh, who created characters for The Sweet Home. Uh, it's a thriller series on Netflix. Uh, and that was the shot using Unreal Engine. Uh, and we also have a few, uh, we have a, a program called the Mega Grants, uh, where we have a $100 million fund, uh, where we, we have like a no strings attached kind of funding to a lot of Asian studios, including Malaysian studios like Scribble Studios and Frame Motion, where they have gotten this grant. So that, and, 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 you know, even in India, uh, there's about 1,300 plus movies that comes out every year out of, out of this region. So clearly there's talent in here. Um, and, and it is coming, like it's inevitable uh, to quote Thanos, I guess. Uh, but uh, the, uh, it is, uh, and you know, this is, um, and the way it is changing is with Unreal Engine, you have collab, multi-user collaboration kind of built into it. So whether you're in uh, New York, whether you're in Europe, whether you're in India or Malaysia or wherever, wherever uh, you're able to collaboratively get into the same environment. And you don't even have to be on the same device to get into the environment. You could be getting into the same set. Like for example, if you have built a set, you can collaboratively build the set together. You can collaboratively make decisions together. You can be on virtual reality. You can be on a tablet. You could be on a PC. And you're able to get all of that collaboration done pretty much as if you're sitting in the same desk. Uh, and that helps a lot. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, uh, the, the because of the feedback which, which happens really fast. Uh, whether you're in Singapore, whether you're in Malaysia, 
uh, as soon as any changes are uh, are made on, in let's say LA, those changes can be like just pretty much pushed through a cloud-based environment, for example, uh, and 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 they kind of instantaneously show up uh, anywhere else. Like everyone is in the same thing. So there's there's something called the single source of truth, as you'd say, where no one has a no one has to work on different versions of the same set. Everyone works on the same version because as soon as it changes in the set or changes in the character happens, everyone is sunk or sync uh, at the same time. And that kind of uh, and and th and that is how we see like you know uh, when work is outsourced uh, in here, for example, that helps a lot. And that also helps like even for uh, IPs or movies that are being made uh, locally because it's the, the same advantages that you get out of multi-time zone uh, differences also works here too. And, you know, I don't think there's any doubt that there is talent in Asia. Um, you've got, and well, India makes more movies than anyone, any other uh, uh, film producing country in the world. And by far, when, like I said, you know, uh, when they worked on the Disney movies or the Avengers movies, some of the production was done in Singapore. So there is no doubt that they have people over here. And when I talk to people from um, different arts industries, even like say the comic creators and things like that, illustrators, you've had so much of talent coming up from Indonesia and the Philippines over the last 30 years that, you know, there's no, uh, no way to deny that the talent is here. But what do you think the challenges are then in order to produce quality content? And why is Asia probably, I don't know, is it still a step behind what's coming out of Hollywood? Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily put it that way. See, the, mm -hmm. the, there, are, there, are, there are a few things that I can specifically talk about India and Southeast Asia because that's the region I'm very familiar with. Uh, I would say it's behind because, you know, uh, I, in fact, anecdotally, I, was, I used to say like 80% of all Hollywood, all Hollywood movies are actually made in this region because that's, that's uh, you know, because of the outsourcing and, 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 and whatnot. But the, so I don't think there is a compromise in quality, but for, for, for creating the, the same kind of massive uh, uh, Hollywoody type of like, you know, magnificent movies, I would say, um, I would say what we have been doing in this region is educating people. Uh, we have been providing free training uh, for anyone who wants to use Unreal Engine in this region. Uh, and, and we've been doing uh, specific courses for uh, cinematographers, specific courses for DOPs. And then also, uh, we also mentioned the, the mega grant uh, uh, fund, where we've also been funding and providing funds to folks to make these movies because there is no dearth of creativity of talent uh, or talent, right? It's, uh, it's, just, it's just a matter of just making it. At the same time, for folks who are unable to get hardware uh, in order to run Unreal Engine, because in this region, uh, fortunately, we have really good bandwidth, but not necessarily great hardware. Uh, so we've been providing virtual machines for anyone who wants to get trained, where we take up the compute and running it on the cloud, and all you have to really have is a browser, and you're able to then learn Unreal Engine. And I think with these efforts, and, and also along with the evangelizing efforts that, that we've been making in this region, I think it's kind of, you will begin to see a lot more uh, movies um, out of this region using CGI, and I'm sure the quality, uh, I don't want to complain about the quality that we have right now, but you'll definitely see a, a, a different kind of quality coming out of this region, for sure. Right. And what do you think is next, or what is next then? So Epic's been doing quite, well, epic work. So what's next? Um, you know. We, You've gone, we've gone from 3D, 
we're in the age of VR, I'm pretty sure something else is, uh, you know, just around the corner. I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure there's just something waiting for us. And then we're going to go, oh, I never saw that. Um, but so tell me, what do you, th what's, what's in the pipeline? What can we expect? Yeah, one of the one of the the guiding stars in Unreal Engine uh, and Epic Games is the notion of what is called the metaverse, uh, and metaverse is where we are headed. Now, if you're unfamiliar with metaverse, uh, metaverse is this place where uh, you are you kind of it's a social circle where you kind of hang out uh, with your friends in a digital avatar. Um, so we have uh, we have we have things like uh, meta humans, which will allow you to create these very realistic-looking humans. So you will look like as close as you would you would in real life. And, and you might think, so what's the point of that, right? Like, why would I hang out with friends in 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 the, in, in in the metaverse or in a digital playground? <coughs> the reason for that is it's not just to hang out or to watch movies or to do shopping. You can also create things in there. So we're going to start seeing people making movies in the metaverse, similar to exactly the collaborative work that we are talking about. But imagine that you are the actor or you are the avatar and you are the director in the metaverse uh, working together, not just to watch a movie, but to make a movie. You're not just there to play a game, but you're there to make a game. And you're not just there to, uh, to shop, but you're there to design the product that you're trying to sell. And if you're able to get all of this in high quality, high visual fidelity, as you would see in, in, in the real world and what we call the physically based rendering, uh, that's where we are all headed. And a lot of the activities that we've been doing within Unreal Engine is towards this metaverse. Uh, so we release something called MetaHuman, which I mentioned, which, create, which helps folks create uh, high fidelity digital humans. Uh, we have also a Cesium, uh, which is a plugin that we have been uh, that, that that is part of the Unreal family, which allows you to create entire digital cities using uh, using this plugin. Uh, we also have Quixel, uh, which allows you to have to bring in or to make world building a lot easier. So you have like photogrammatized assets from the real world, uh, which you can then bring in, in into the, into uh, Unreal Engine for you to start creating these worlds. So when you have that. I think we, I think you get the idea, right? Like you have, uh, you you have folks all working together in this digital world. I'd say a digital twin of the real world, and you're able to um, and you're able to get stuff done. And that's where I think, uh, and and I think I believe that's the future, and that's what is. Uh, and you always see that happening in a lot of games, right? Like Fortnite is a great example. We had uh, Ariana Grande concert. You do, you wouldn't imagine going to a concert on uh, on a game, uh, but now that's a it's a pretty big thing. Uh, we had Travis Scott concert in Fortnite, and we're seeing more and more of these kind of real-world examples happening, uh, real-world activities happening in a digital world, and that's what Metaverse is all about. Yeah, well, I, I totally understand it, totally get it, because uh, I'm someone who spent way too much time on uh, MMORPGs and, you know, building a world <laughs> online, but I really like the aspect of what you just said. It's not about playing a game, but creating games online, and uh, my mind immediately went to Ready Player One, you know, the movie, and is that where we're headed? Because um, that's a very interesting, but at the same time, a bit scary concept to think about it. Um, how far do you think this future is? You know, how far away? Um, is it in the next couple of years, you think? Or do we still have a ways to go? I think we're already there, right? We, we are definitely in the, in the cusp of entering the metaverse. I mean, you already are doing that. Like, for example, when you're using Google Maps, for example, you are, you are in an AR 
world where you are seeing what's going on in real time as you're walking you're kind of seeing where where my shop is and that's and you're and add a collaborative element to it and you have that uh, and you and that's kind of a a, a step into the metaverse uh, and you also have uh, like the the concerts the Travis Scott concerts uh, where you are going to a concert online uh, and 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 it's still a fun thing right you you you're you're with your friends and you're with your community and enjoying the concert together um and you have uh, you have uh, folks like you know um uh, um uh, yeah, mine, minecraft is also a metaverse right it's also a collaborative experience where you're coming together to kind of build the world and and whatnot so it's not very i wouldn't say they, i don't think there's like a timeline of you know a, a day where you say august 15 metaverse comes i don't think you can say that but i think yeah. it's kind of like you will get there like we are we are seeing a um a kind of evolution or an organic way in which people are kind of more and more getting used to uh, used to the digital world uh, and used getting used to the metaverse and it can you'll kind of be there without you even knowing that like i used to give this example of you know when the internet came in you you and when today when you're using gmail for example you don't say i'm going to the internet right you just use gmail <laughs> and and that's kind of what it you you'll just use a uh, uh, use something and you won't even know that you are in the metaverse well unless you're my dad who still probably says i'm going to the internet right now so <laughs> but that's a totally different story and you know i think you're absolutely right we wouldn't even know and it's so gradual and it's uh, i mean change like this happens on a daily basis and well um my mom would never have would never consider herself a gamer but she probably spends more time on mobile games than i do on any kind of games today and you know it's just how society has just changed and it's just gone into our consciousness i'm just waiting for morpheus to come and offer me a red or blue pill and then let's just see what happens from there but you know i mean you mentioned some very very interesting things and i can't wait to see what happens next and um I actually am very very excited to see what's coming up. So thank you very much for joining us today and it's been fantastic. All the best to you. Stay safe and um yeah, very keen to see what comes up from Epic Games. Thank you man and I appreciate you uh asking me this question. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi. Thank you for watching another video from Just Saying Asia. Please uh if you like our content, like the page, um like us. subscribe and leave a comment we really want to hear what you have to say and we'll be happy to answer your comments and your questions as well so stay tuned and see you in the next video